Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Rick, the founder of Real People USA. It is、uh, two days before Christmas, December twenty third, and I'm out on the West Coast. and、uh, And in January, Real People USA will be online.、Uh, www.rpusa.org, and we are so excited to be involved in this effort. To、uh, let people hear from real people who are dealing with real issues, and、uh, these issues for some people are very successful as they progress through dealing with、uh, what they're、uh, going through.、Um, you know, the the content, like I said, of the show is real people dealing with real issues, and as of today, December twenty third, President Trump is our president. And I am very confident that he will be the president on January twentieth, twenty twenty one. Today's episode topic is about the unequal treatment that these、uh, Democrat governors are giving to、uh, different businesses. And the business I'm talking about today is the Starbucks Coffee Company. Now, just to let you know, I was a loyal customer of Starbucks from. The year 2000 until about、um, seven months ago, back in、uh, April of 2020, and I recall Starbucks、uh, drip coffee, which is the regular、uh, tall coffee, used to cost、uh, back in 2000. It was like 65 cent or 70 cent、uh, per cup, and、uh, today it's probably the last time I checked, the last time I bought a, a tall coffee, it was like it was two dollars and fifteen cent. Uh, here in California, even a year and a half ago, I went to Europe on a vacation, and I went to Barcelona, Spain, and、uh, saw Starbucks. I was so excited to see Starbucks in Barcelona, Spain. So I went there and 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 bought some stuff uh, from the uh, Starbucks on the uh, diagonal uh, in Barcelona, which is the、uh, commercial district that extends from one side of Barcelona to almost the beach. So hello to our friends in Barcelona, and、uh, I had two sons that that worked at Starbucks、uh, right after、um, high school, and one worked at Starbucks in high school and in college in Boise, Idaho. So when I make the comments that I will make today, it's not that I'm a Starbucks hater. You know, I appreciate the fact that Starbucks is a capitalistic、uh, enterprise and employs a lot of people. Around the world, and here in California, just within, I would say, two or three miles of my home, there is about,、uh, I would say, about four or five, maybe six,、uh, Starbucks locations. And I had a lot of friends at Starbucks. When I say had, I don't mean that they're lo- no longer friends. I just don't see them that much because of this lockdown situation. So, my my. Challenge again is not really with the Starbucks company; it's really with the Democrats who have decided to pick the businesses that can stay open and the businesses that have to close. Recently, I interviewed Angela Marston, who is the the restaurant owner in Van Nuys in the San Fernando Valley. The name of her restaurant is the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon, and this is the restaurant owner. This is the restaurant owner who had her business shut down by Governor Newsom, 
and crazy uh, Garcetti down in Los Angeles. And at the same time, a movie studio right across the parking lot, about maybe 20 yards from her restaurant that was shut down and forbidden to have outside dining or pickup delivery, uh, the movie studio had a catering event where it looks like maybe almost a hundred people were able to have outside dining again just 20 yards from her restaurant then of course there have been other uh, small businesses like the guy in Michigan who had his barbershop uh, shut down by the evil uh, Gretchen Whitmer I believe her name is the governor of uh, Michigan and then there's the the gym owner and um, I think it's me uh, Belmar New Jersey who is still fighting uh, to stay open and he is staying open and I believe the last time I checked and I saw on the, uh, the the sources that I follow for news which which are not the mainstream media uh, he has accumulated about a million dollars in fines by the evil again uh, Tim Murphy the governor of New Jersey so across the country um, and again one last one was the um, the lady that owned the hair salon in uh, San Francisco and her last name was Kios or Kios and she had to flee San Francisco because of death threats and this is the lady that um, she had a salon and Nancy Pelosi another great one uh, had the gall to come into her restaurant with no mask because she is Nancy Pelosi and so uh, Miss Kios had to shut down her business that she's had for a long time in a nice part of San Francisco I must add uh, I used to live in the city of San Francisco was a club DJ and uh, actually worked as a corporate employee in many different big cities in California so I'm very familiar with San Francisco and actually loved that city I loved that city had a lot of great memories but I would not even invite my worst enemy to come to San Francisco that's how bad it is with all of the drug use and uh, just homelessness and just urine and feces on on pretty much most of the commercial streets uh, in, in downtown San Francisco and if you if you move if you go out to the Mission District which is a um, northwest to southeast uh, corridor that takes you from the edge of the downtown district in San Francisco all the way out to Daly City which is uh, an area that's adjacent to the 280 uh, freeway 280 um, uh, northbound and southbound uh, freeway in the mission district is is just horrible you know it's it's almost how can someone live there you know now with all the different uh, crime that cannot be enforced uh, people's cars getting broken into uh, every day and there's no cops to show up to even uh, have any type of preventive measures to stop criminals from breaking in the cars and smashing windows and I just want to also let you know about San Francisco uh, Philip Anderson and he is the founder of Team Save America he was brutally attacked in October in, in San Francisco across the street uh, from the Twitter uh, location along with some of his colleagues 
uh, like uh, Jaylene Rodriguez, who flew all the way from Miami, Florida, uh, to help uh, Philip Anderson, um, you know, make his case for free speech. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and uh, I, I'm very secure in saying that Donald Trump will be our president in 2020. But let's get back to the inequities that the uh, Democrat governors around this country are uh, displaying or exhibiting to small business owners. And I was talking about Starbucks. People need to know that Starbucks has a mobile uh, drive through in which uh, they can uh, deliver coffee and other type of uh, baked uh, pastry items. And Starbucks also has the ability for people to walk in the restaurant and pick up their items that they either order, you know, from the counter or they order via mobile and they can walk in and pick up their, their, the things that they purchased. Now, this is much different than other businesses. Uh, if you have a restaurant in here in California, it's like every other week or every other month, uh, a restaurant can be open uh, for pickup and delivery, and then it has to shut down. And, then, and on rare cases, uh, restaurants can have inside dining as long as they have this stupid thing called plexiglass, you know, over the, um, you know, around the tables. So, so that's just absurd. And I'll just let people know I am 100% against this thing about COVID-19. I think it's all a hoax. And even today, December 23rd, they said that there's a new strain of the COVID-19, a new strain of it. And you know that's totally bullshit. You know it's bullshit. Um, there is no new strain. Um, and even the strain that we allegedly have had or have, that's, that's nothing. Just a, I, I like to tell stories in between the main topic. I just got off a flight uh, a week ago. I was in uh, different places on the East Coast, and the trip there it was two it was two flights. It was like a you know one stop uh, flight, and the flight was was shoulder to shoulder to the East Coast, and uh, the flight had about 160 people, maybe 180, uh, including some of the crew. And we were shoulder to shoulder. And on the way back from uh, the East Coast, and I departed from Georgia on the way back, again, we were shoulder to shoulder. Uh, and even some people on the plane didn't have a mask on. I didn't care because I knew I wasn't going to get sick from someone not having a mask on on an on a air, airplane that has excellent ventilation. If you want to get some excellent ventilation and oxygen, just fly on an airplane because they have to make sure that the cabin is, um, is pressurized and they have to have excellent airflow on an aircraft so that people uh, just won't get sick because of COVID-19 so that they won't die or pass out when flying at 32, 35,000 feet. So my point about the airplane story is if people can, you know, fly shoulder to shoulder, and this is with people coughing on the plane, this is with babies on the plane, um, you know, screaming and, 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 and hollering. And I'm not, a, I'm not against babies. I have a granddaughter. So, hey, congr congratulations to grand, grandpa. 
not against that. My point is, you know, people uh, congregate all the time, and there's no way you can stop people from congregating, which leads me back to the story about Starbucks. So if you have, you know, all these people working in Starbucks, I'm not talking about the customer side of the uh, of the business. I'm talking about the worker side of the business, and you have, and you have sometimes. You know, five, six, seven, eight people working in close contact in a Starbucks, you know, uh, a coffee shop. If you've ever been in the Starbucks, you know that there's not enough room, or not—I'm not going to say enough room—but there's not a lot of room for the baristas to just, you know, walk through the, the their side of the restaurant from one side to the other, from the mobile drive-through window to the pastry section. To the place where they ground coffees,、uh, so you know I've been there. I'm, I'm explaining how their business looks. So there is not a whole lot of room for social distancing inside the Starbucks. And if you look at, again, they're together. Some of them are together. The baristas, that is, they are together for four hours, you know, six hours, eight hours. Then they go home, and they are around the people that they hang out with. And then those people that they hang out with. Around people that they hang out with, and then so the barista comes back to work the next day, you know, and then puts on that stupid mask. Then require the customers to put on that stupid mask. What is that? What is that doing when you have the people that work there? That when they leave, they don't isolate themselves in some type of, you know,、uh, bubble air, you know, air, you know,、uh, purified air, you know, filtration bubble. No, they go out and do their things. They go out and hang out with their friends, and they go to their their cousin's house. They go to their mom's house. They they you know some of them are married, and those married couples have friends that they hang out with. So the point I'm trying to make with this、uh, close contact that Starbucks has, even within their own、uh, company, if Starbucks can have five, six, seven, eight people working in close contact. With 100% inability to social distance, to keep six feet away, and then they、uh, go home and be with their friends. Why can't a restaurant owner, you know, serve food in their restaurant where the tables, even before the COVID-19 hoax, tables were not like, like、uh, you know, six inches from each other. Most people. When they dine in the restaurant, it's at least like two or three feet because no one wants to eat dinner and be, you know, two or three feet or less from someone else eating dinner. When I've had dinner and I went out to to have dinner here in California, you know, it's always at least like three or four feet, especially at restaurants where you're paying like twenty bucks on average per per、um, uh, dining person per patron. So it just doesn't make any sense that Starbucks can stay open and have no limitations and experience no uh, or limited、um, shortfall in their revenue, and you have, you know, a man or woman or a man and woman or you know some partners、uh, running a restaurant in the city and they can't be open. Well, I'll tell you why. Perhaps Starbucks, and this is just my opinion, and this is just my theory. I can tell you why Starbucks is allowed to stay open. It's because Democrats have these select businesses that they have identified that are their 
supporters. And uh, Starbucks is one of them. Starbucks is one of those uh, businesses that support lefty and, and progressive, uh, you know, uh, policies. You know, these Democrat governors decided which businesses were going to stay open. They definitely let Starbucks stay open because Starbucks has long been a supporter of progressive and left uh, issues. And that's the reason. And that's that's totally unfair. And if someone is also paying attention to this uh, disparity, they should, you know, shout out loud and uh, let other people know that if a Starbucks can be open with five, six, seven, eight people working in close proximity, and we're talking about uh, these restaurants, these Starbucks uh, coffee shops, uh, what I've heard from the Starbucks baristas is that it's pretty hot back there because you got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, ovens on, you have a lot of uh, steam happening in there, you got coffee that's being grounded, you have um, those uh, those latte machines that are always making, you know, hot lattes. So it's pretty warm back there, I've heard uh, from the Starbucks baristas. And that's the reason why, you know, if any environment is conducive for people to uh, spread the disease, as they call it, or to trust the science. And <laughs> if you look at how Starbucks is configured, it's definitely one of those places where you have to look at that data. <laughs> that is, if you believe in COVID-19, I don't. So I really don't care. <laughs> I personally don't even care uh, about the um, how many people work behind the counter at Starbucks and, and their baristas because the ones that I've known for the last you know five or six, seven months, nobody has gotten sick. And if you can't get sick at Starbucks working with five, six, seven, eight people, in close proximity, why can't a small restaurant, a diner, uh, why can't that restaurant or diner uh, be open? I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's a clear conspiracy against the small business owner who is not the big corporation. You know, it seems like select big corporations have been allowed to stay open and, uh, you know, pretty much a swipe money or swipe business or, or, or uh, shift business to the big corporate you know, companies. And that's a shame. That is not uh, the American system. And I just hope that someone who, who listens to this uh, podcast episode understands the things that I just said and spreads the word that why can a Starbucks be open with four, five, six, seven, eight people uh, working in close proximity in hot, steamy, crowded, shoulder to shoulder uh, environments and a small business cannot be open. A, a restaurant cannot be open when there is definitely you know, more spacing uh, for the customers because if Starbucks can have five, six, seven, eight people behind the counter serving co coffee and, and pastry products, why can't the restaurant that has, you know, five, six, seven, eight people, you know, cooking pancakes or steaks or potatoes or, or salad. And nine times out of 10, those restaurant workers in small restaurants, you know, like the local restaurants, uh, mom and pop restaurants have definitely more space than a Starbucks. Come on. 
I'm just saying. Well, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast episode about uh, the disparities and the inequities that these Democrat governors are giving to the Starbucks Corporation to allow them to stay open and not the local restaurants and other small businesses that have better controls, better spacing, and have better opportunities to enforce cleanliness and spacing and, and all this other you know, crap uh, dealing with uh, COVID-19. Anyway, I'm the founder, uh, Rick, of Real People USA. Make it a great day. And if you want to be on the show, please send me an email at rpusa at protonmail.com. That's rpusa at protonmail.com. Make it a great day and Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.